Hi there, I'm Lindsay Sparks, author <clears throat> author of books that include Hidden Worlds and Twisted Myths. Welcome to my weekly Author's Notes podcast. Today is Monday, 12-6. It is the morning, which is why I um, just had a, uh, a little bit of a froggy throat, because I haven't actually said any words today yet. Um, and I would love to share some of my reflections from this, well, last week with you. Uh, yeah. All right. I, um, I didn't record last night because, uh, we had a Christmas party and by the time we got home, it just sounded really hard. (laughs) Um, so this is my first morning episode, uh, which is a little different. I usually have my glass of wine when I'm doing this. Uh, but today I have my cup of coffee. So, uh, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, first off, uh, the current uh, deals and steals that I have for you. Uh, Echo and Time is free. Uh, the ebook and the ebook of Inkwitch is also still free. Um, the that one Inkwitch is uh, only going to be free for the rest of this week, and then it's going to go back to being uh, paid. Um, and then there's I have a couple of more things ending this week. So um, the audiobook deals for Sacrifice of the Sinners, which is currently 99 cents on Chirp and Apple, and uh, for Legacy of the Lost for the audiobook, which is currently $4.95 on Chirp and Apple. That is also ending this week on the 9th, which I... So so if today's the 6th, then that would be Thursday, I think. Um, Math on the spot. Cool. Um, Yeah, so that's what I've got going on this week in terms of um, bargains. Uh, and my current work in progress is Song of Scarabs and Fallen Stars, the first book in the Fateless Trilogy, which is the third series in the Echo world after Echo, the Echo Trilogy and the Cat Walk Chronicles. And it is done. I know this is amazing. It's uh, ever since I've been setting goals for myself on here, this is the first time I've actually met the goal. Um, and I'm, I didn't like blow it out of the water, but I did. Um, I was ahead of schedule, shockingly. Um, so <clears throat> the book ended up being 56 chapters long. So I um, actually a couple of chapters in the third act uh, ended up getting combined um, just because the what I had outlined didn't actually or what I had in the skeleton draft didn't actually stand um, I like to, I like to have like a, a reversal, um, of a sort in at the ends of my chapters. I mean, I don't think this always works out, but, um, just to have some sort of a, I don't know, a, a, like a mini cliffhanger or just something to, um, hook you guys into going on to the next chapter. Um, cause that's what I like as a reader is something that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just like have to turn the, the page and see, see what the first few lines are of the next chapter, which then means like I'm reading the whole chapter, of course. Um, so yeah, uh, 56 chapters in this book, which is a lot. And it is currently 114,000 words. Um, and I say currently because it's going to bulk up a bit before I send it to betas on Friday of this week or whatever I have done, I'll send to betas and then I'll send them the rest a few days later. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I have one more pass that I need to make. Um, I think it was like chapter 38. I stopped. So this draft or this book, I have been 
going from the skeleton. So the screenplay format skeleton draft um, is the previous draft. And then this draft that I just finished is the novel, the first novelized draft. So the first draft where it actually like looks like a book. Um, and I, uh, I have been novelizing it and then every few like chunk of chapters that kind of like make up a cohesive mini arc. Um, I've been going back and then reading through those and adding in like the details and emotional cues and stuff like that, that, um, are needed and like responses. So that way people aren't just like robots. Um, and that, and that adds, um, quite a bit of words. Uh, but I stopped doing that around chapter 38, I think, um, just for the sake of speed to finish this thing. Uh, and I need to go back, uh, through those, well, 38, what would that be like 18 chapters? Uh, and then there's also the, you know, approximately 6,000 comments that I left for myself. There's not really 6,000. Um, there's probably like a hundred or something, maybe even less. I don't know. I don't have it all in one document. I save each chapter individually in, uh, my Google drive and, uh, this current, what I'm going to go through and do the comments is when I'm going to actually compile all of those individual chapters into one long document. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I feel so amazing. I don't know how to describe the feeling this, uh, this draft. So the like first novelized done, like I know exactly, I mean, the skeleton draft, I know what the story looks like. Um, but some, especially near the end, a lot of stuff always ends up changing for me from the skeleton draft. Just that's why I, the skeleton draft is so helpful because I'm not like discarding a ton of words. Um, and I, this is the draft that to me feels like I finished the book, this one that I just did. Uh, and it is the most amazing adrenaline rush, like giggling, slightly hysterical. My husband thinks I'm nuts, like <laughs> feeling and, um, yeah, just is like such a relief and such a rush. Um, yeah, it just, it's great. So I'm really happy with it. I, I think I really love this book. I really love Tarset and Atum and this journey that they go through and the transformations that they both make. And, um, I think this is one of, if not the, um, favorites of my books that I've written. Um, yeah, I just really, really am excited to dive back into this story after I get it back from beta readers and get to read through the whole thing, um, from start to finish. Uh, it just, yeah, it really, I really like it. So I hope you guys like it too, when you get to read it in March. <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> right now I am reading currently, uh, a contemporary romance book, which is not my normal genre, but uh, it's one that uh, LP and I are reading for the No Shelf Control podcast. Uh, it's called A Moment for Us by Corinne Michaels. I am listening to the audiobook, of course, uh, which is really good. Um, the I feel like the contemporary romance narrators are, oh, at least for some of the bigger books, um, are they're really very talented narrators. Um, there are a lot of very talented narrators out there, but um, these two do a really good job. Um, and it is funny because most of the books that I listen to are narrated by women. Um, 
not usually like the dual narration. So, um, but because a lot of romance books have a female and male point of view, um, character like written in by the author um they have the audiobooks have a female and a male narrator oftentimes um and so uh i think this is like the second one in a month of a contemporary romance audiobook that i've listened to uh we did um getting real i want to say it was called by uh emma chase off a couple episodes ago uh which was a really good book um also contemporary romance um and uh, it just, it always throws me a little bit with the male narrators doing the female voice. I don't know why. It just, I think I'm so used to, I'm just so used to the female narrators doing the male voice that that doesn't throw me off. But the male narrators doing the female voice, it's still, uh, every once in a while, it stands out. And I'm like, give a little chuckle. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, and then I will be starting, uh, I think it's Cushiel's Dart um, after this. And also I will be uh, proofing uh, the audiobook for Song of the Solace, the fourth, yeah, fourth book in the Atlantis Legacy, uh, the last book that came out. Um, Dana finished the uh, narration of that, and it is ready for me to listen through and make sure everything is good. Uh, all right. So uh, we are watching. Uh, taking a little break from drama and we are watching uh, Masked Singer while we uh, wait for um, Wheel of Time to finish uh, the first season uh, so my husband can get less lost <laughs> while we watch it. Uh, and then I think we're also waiting for Yellowstone uh, to stack up some episodes. Uh, we did not finish uh, this I think it was season five, maybe, of, um, uh, come on, work brain, work, um, Animal Kingdom, uh, because in the middle of the season, it switches to paid, uh, through our cable provider and everywhere else that it's available for streaming, uh, so we were like, well, we'll just wait until there's still more seasons coming out. So we decided to just wait until like the next season is completely out. And then we'll finish this season once it's free uh, and watch the new season. So um, my high this week, uh, I think you can already guess, is uh, finishing the this draft of Song of Scarabs and Fallen Stars, which feels amazing. Um, I did not have a low this week because I finished the draft of Song of Scarabs and Fallen Stars. Um, and it was like, just like my 100% focus. So that's super amazing. I did have, um, one other kind of fun high this week, which was, um, my, there were a couple times when, that my husband and I weren't uh, in the car together with the kids, he had to get new, um, a sensor for his tire. Um, so we had to drop off his car and then drive him back home. But he, um, the first time, so when we took his car in, uh, I had the song of scarabs and fallen stars playlist just playing in the car when it was just me and the boys, the kids. And, um, then, so it was already playing. And so then we uh, were in the car to drive um, to the Christmas party last night. And I asked him what he wanted to listen to. Um, and he requested, he was like, yeah, we could, why don't we just play what you had on earlier? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. 
which is it's funny because he i don't know he doesn't i don't feel like he i feel like he usually listens to like music that is um sung by uh male singers um but he's like yeah the one the one with all the the chicks um because almost most of the songs i would say like 75 percent of the songs in here are female artists on the playlist um and so that was, I was like, oh, you like my girl music. <laughs> so that was funny. Um, and made me feel uh, pretty good about my um, my ability to make a playlist. <laughs> uh, so I, I appreciated that. Um, okay, so my wacky Google searches uh, this week uh, were, uh, what direction does the Sphinx face? So this one was, um, I chose this one because uh, I thought it illustrated one of those just like serendipitous writing moments where everything was set up perfectly for the Sphinx to face in one direction. And I had been assuming it faced in one direction, which was east. And it does. And it was just perfect. It worked out perfectly because I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure I would have found a way to make the scene work if the Sphinx had, had faced in any other direction. Um, but it just works so much better if the Sphinx faces East, which, um, I know doesn't, it it does, isn't going to really make sense to you right now. Um, but it would make sense to you if you, uh, there's something East facing that is very important has to do with sunrise and, um, yeah. So that's what that had to do with, uh, gotta love those little writing serendipity moments. Um, can you bite a finger off? Or can you bite off a finger is the next one. Uh, so uh, somebody is biting someone's finger, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I know we had a few like painful physical pain injury kind of things uh, a few weeks ago. Um, so we've, we're back to the um, violence element. <laughs> so there is a, a little bit of violence here near the end of the book. Um it sounds like you can bite a finger off, um, but it's a very specific, like you kind of got need the teeth to get into the joint at the knuckle. Uh, just FYI. Um, okay. And then the last one for this week is what kind of boats are pirate ships? Uh, <laughs> okay. So obviously this book is taking place in ancient times, like 4,000 years ago um, in Egypt. So uh, traditional pirate Pirates of the Caribbean pirate ships are should not be in there. However, um, the character who this boat belongs to is not necessarily um, restrained by the normal, traditional um, flow of time. I guess you could say, uh, and so he has a um, he has a pirate esque ship, which is kind of fun. Um, I was thinking about it, and I was like thinking about Egyptian boats and I didn't feel like it just fit, um, a, what I was seeing in my head and also b this, where it was going, what was going to happen next. So, so yeah, uh, that's one of the fun, fun things about writing a book that includes a little bit of time travel. Um, yeah. So, uh, this week's obsession, uh, was finishing Song of Scarabs and Fallen Stars. It was I got, it was everything. Um, everything I did this week was about that. Uh, and, uh, my husband was amazing, uh, with giving me as much extra time as he possibly could. Um, 
and I finished on Saturday and I have been waking up at six instead of five, which feels really great, except I've been waking up at five 30 on my own. So I haven't really been waking up at six, but it still feels nice to not wake up at five, five 30 is better than five. <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, however, I think this week I probably am going to continue with the five o'clock wake up. Um, just because that three hour chunk in the morning gives me so much time to get so much. I, it's a, it's a really good, uh, brain space for me before all the, all the just like stuff of the day, um, kind of starts to invade my head. Uh, and the kids are still asleep and it's just really nice and peaceful. Um, so while I get this draft, uh, do this like final pass through here and get it all ready for my beta readers. Um, this week, I think I probably am going to still wake up at five. Um, at least until I, if I get to a point where I'm like, okay, you know, if it's Thursday and I am definitely going to be able to get this to that totally done on Friday, then maybe I'll go back to six o'clock. But, um, otherwise besides being a little bit tired, uh, it is really nice to have that extra hour in the morning. So, yeah. Um, okay. This week's goal is to get song of scarabs and fallen stars all tidied up and ready for my beta readers. Uh, it's on my calendar to send, uh, my little group of beta readers, this manuscript on Friday. And I am thinking I'm probably not going to be sending them the whole thing. Um, just because of that whole, like I need to read through from chapter 38 to the end, um, part, uh, so I'll send them whatever I have. I should have all the comments addressed at least. Um, so everything up until 38 should be good to go. So at least I can send them that chunk, the majority of the manuscript, and then I can just finish um, combing through the final third uh, and just get that all to them. Hopefully by the end of the weekend is my goal. Um, another moderately ambitious goal pretty ambitious. Um, but I, I think doable, especially if I do the 5am wake up. So, uh, yeah, I am really looking forward to, um, a couple things. I'm looking forward to meeting this goal so that not this week, but next week I can start to even think about just look at all the, (laughs) so many things I have written on post-it notes, um, to, work on in this, um, four week period that I have while beta readers are reading through the manuscript, lots of stuff to do. And I'm trying really hard not to think about it because once I start thinking about it, it's just, I know it's going to be a, um, just one of those like whirlpool mental whirlpools that sucks me in. And I need to, uh, keep my head, keep my head in the game for finishing this draft and not get, um, divided because I do not multitask well. Um, I know that about myself. Um, so, uh, that is one thing I'm looking forward to is just getting this all tidied up and sent out, but, um, I definitely don't want to compromise the quality. So I'm going to give this as much attention as it needs. Um, so it could end up leaking into next week a little bit. We'll see. We'll see what it needs. Um, but like I said, I love this book. I don't mind spending a little extra time with it. Um, other than just feeling, uh, the pressure to, uh, 
work on all these things that I have written on post-it notes. <laughs> these are all like marketing and businessy related things. Um, so there's just stuff. The business side of authoring is is a lot, um, but I like it. So it's a nice change of pace. Um, what else am I looking forward to this week? Um, I am looking, really looking forward to uh, going back through this manuscript and uh, I get to do a little more Egypt research. Um, I get to do some research about ancient Egyptian cities, um, which is an interesting topic because uh, in the period that I am in, um, it was kind of just when the first city or town-esque kind of settlements were really forming. It was more just kind of like farming villages, uh, very loose, loosely um, described as villages uh, before this in the kind of like old kingdom first intermediate period is, is when we first have the towns popping up. So I'm excited to do some research and make sure my my towns that appear in this book, which are Waset, which is where um, Luxor currently is. It becomes Thebes later in uh, Egyptian history. Um, and then uh, Memphis is in there a little bit. Um, Memphis is uh, Cairo, modern day Cairo. Um, so uh, I need to do some research about those. And then I also need to do some research. Um, that was my chair. Um, I need to do a little bit of research about the necropolises in um, Waset, so Thebes, the Theban necropolis, and also the Giza ne- necropolis. I guess I should, should say necropoli, maybe, um, because there are m- multiple um tomb clusters, uh, in both of those areas. Uh, yeah. So I'm, and I honestly can't remember other comments that I left for myself. So I'm sure there's other things that I need to research. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's, um, oh, and then the last thing I'm looking forward to this week, um, because I can actually start a little bit thinking about some other stuff. Um, I may not start this until next week, uh, but my assistant is, uh, also working on it. So it is in progress, uh, but proofing the audiobook of Song of the Solace. And I apparently am super into books that have titles that start with song right now. So those are my two <laughs> two latest books, Song of Scarabs and Fallen Stars and Song of the Solace, which are in two different worlds entirely. Uh, but yeah, Dana finished the audiobook and I get to uh, listen through and make sure uh, there are no errors. And she's usually super clean. So um, I'm not really anticipating much of finding much of anything other than enjoyment in the story and her narration of my characters. So yeah, that's what I've got going on this week. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I will be back next week at my normal time. So if you are a first thing Monday morning listener, you should have this available for you. Unlike today when you're probably wondering where it is. Um, uh, Yeah. So I'll be back next week to ramble some more. And until then, happy reading.